Breaking the cycle to step forward. Authentic conversations from lived experience and a professional perspective in overcoming abuse with Chris Tuck and Beverly Ann. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Breaking the Cycle to Step Forward, episode 18. I'm Beverly Ann, and today I'm joined by me, Chris Tuck, as always. Who else was you expecting? <laughs> well, just to make sure. Um, and as always, we're having a conversation which is authentic through a lived experience. It is our own opinion, so we love to hear what other people have got to say because with anything we see different things according to how we've experienced it and where and how we see it but we're also talking from a professional um, point of view as well so the subject today is about change but changing seasons and what seasons can mean to different people people yeah and how something so innocent can be triggering as well yeah absolutely yeah, because as we know, Beverly, don't we, like if you've gone through any kind of trauma, especially through childhood, um, it just it does impact your everyday life. No matter how much healing you've done or you think you've done, you can be triggered by anything at any time. So what might not be a trigger for me will be for you and vice versa. And some seasons I can struggle with and you don't and vice versa and there's many victim and survivors out there that are the same yeah and and there's also good seasons so for instance you know we've always talked about this being able to acknowledge how we feel means that we're able to either ramp up our self-care or find alternatives so that it's the best outcome for us and it comes back to that word choices that we like to use and sometimes when we talk about choices, I know some people say to me, but I haven't got a choice on how I feel. And no, they're quite right. When you have a trigger, you don't necessarily choose how your body's going to respond. But once we're able to acknowledge it, we're able then to say, okay, what is it I'm feeling? Feel it. What do I need right now to change it? Have that choice. Where the learning comes in, doesn't it? Like, going through something like a trigger and then sort of like when you're back in your cognitive brain reflecting back on what happened how did it happen um and what do I do differently Mm. and there's the choice as you said quite rightly there's the choice in learning new information learning different techniques that can help you and then responding in a different way when you're not being triggered. So you have to do some work, unfortunately, on this to ground yourself, to stabilize yourself, whatever word resonates with you, so that you respond in a more beneficial way next time. Yes. And, and there will be a next time because it's just the like the way that it, this happens, trauma and recovery happens. And it's like this summer where um, been on honeymoon holiday and we were in a large hotel. I stay away from large hotels. I stay away from large swimming pools, mostly because I've got families. And I hadn't actually considered any of this, but went away, had a fabulous time, 
families all around. And it was only as I was coming away from the end of it that I suddenly looked back and it just went ding. But how much I've avoided being in family arenas, especially on holidays, because that was trigger to me. And I what hadn't realised the trigger was being surrounded by families, you know, young yeah, children, why? middle children, um, because it was showing me, A, what I lacked, the mirror of what I didn't have growing up, but also um, when you're not with your own children and, and different circumstances happen, or even your children grow up and don't need you anymore. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we get that in different ways. As we've said, parenting is a series of letting go. But sometimes, you know, as much as we encourage our children to go on and live their life, when they do, it's like, whoa. They don't need me anymore. <laughs> who am I? <laughs> yeah, who am I? <laughs> What's my role? I'm not defined by children yep. anymore. And yep. it wasn't until I was coming away from that holiday that it really made me see how much it's triggered me in the past and how much I've tried to be away from children in that, in that environment. Not that they were doing anything wrong. And I, th I think that's what's important about triggers. It doesn't have to necessarily be anything scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, that scenario that you just described, the large hotels, I don't like large hotels and I don't necessarily have the same reasons as you. Mine is having brought up children and not having young children around me anymore. When I am, their noise is deafening to me absolutely like I'm like I almost shudder it's almost like um I, I'm very sensitive to that to that noise that loud noise yeah. and it's exhausting you forget how exhausting it is you know because my brothers and sisters have got young children yeah. and when I have babysat it literally takes me two days to recover from looking after them and they're just normal, energetic children, you know. Um, Absolutely. So I avoid those big hotels and big pools and children for that reason, unfortunately. I think um, it's like as you grow older, you, you become less tolerant. Yes and no, because I absolutely hear you. And I'd be like, oh, no, I want to go over there with a book. But actually what I enjoyed this holiday as well and reflecting on it was I was able to tap into my own child like my inner child and jump in the pool and throw a ball and you know sometimes yeah. we get so wrapped up in what am I eating what am I doing that actually being able to let go yeah, and not think and about be. it and just yeah. be yeah yes yeah and yeah. why can't we do be childlike childish things and do childlike things just because we are in this grown-up body yeah so that's yeah. why I just wanted to share my thoughts about summer there yeah because yeah let's move through the seasons then shall we okay so I don't know about you um we come to the end of summer I love summer I love the long days and the yeah. nights um, we're now changing and you can feel it changing. You can feel it and see it. Yeah. Oh, I never have my phone on. But, but I'm sorry about that. So, um, and you can feel, you know, it's that back to school, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's starting to come up, yes. Yeah. So back to school, that's already changed. It's a new beginning for a lot of children. Yeah. New school, new teacher. So, I can even as I'm talking to you, I can feel that in me because it's a new environment. 
but for me also it's where the clocks go back and yes. the days get shorter yeah and darker and that's for me when I had some of my biggest changes right as a teenager so you know one day coming home from school going into a children's home changing schools again another environment changing everything so that's something that I'm very aware of. I know the dates. I mean, how do I know the date that I went into care and the next week, the week that I, you just do. However, the difference is instead of me counting down and thinking, oh, that's a day. Now I, I find other reasons to enjoy autumn. Right. So I love it when we sort out our wardrobe and we think of the clothes that we're going to wear. I love yeah. it when the trees are on the ground and we can do childlike things like walking through the leaves the trees are on the ground, girl. Don't you Sorry. mean the leaves? The leaves. <laughs> the leaves of the tree. Yeah, the leaves of the trees. <laughs> and and you're walking through, you know, going for yes. long, long walks. Yeah. So what about you with autumn? So for me, again, a bit like you, um, it's Christmas comes around so quickly, doesn't it? Once we start um, the September going back to school. And when I was happy as a child, I really loved looking forward to Christmas and, and what it, it would bring up. And as an adult, um, when my children were young, I got really excited for them. But as my own individual self, I was very sad coming towards that Christmas period um, because of like you did holding the mirror up on the summer holiday, it's what you didn't have and that sort of like gets reflected back at you doesn't it and um and it is valid what you say about when you've gone through some kind of trauma around a, a particular calendar month or period within the year like summer for you christmas for me um it's about acknowledging why how you are how do you physically and mentally cope with that? And choosing with hindsight, reflection and learning and knowledge to do things differently. And I think that's taken a long time. And I think some victims and survivors, unfortunately, just don't get there. Um, but we are trying to just encourage people, aren't we, to, to look at it like we're describing and seeing how they can change things around to make it happier time, whatever month or episode in the year, season in the year, make it more happier for them. What is it you need? Absolutely. Because Christmas, yeah. the expectation. Yes. <gasps> I think Christmas is one of those times where the expectation outside is huge. So yeah. for me, it's not necessarily about, Christmas and um the presents for me it's not being able to sit around the table with a family yeah so it's recreating that table for me in whatever way is right right so I've I've been to friends houses I remember one particular year they converted their garage it was just literally had sheets all draped out around it was all dressed up for Christmas and there were about 16 of us around the table, all in different chairs, but we didn't all know each other. But that, I loved that. It was being around the table. That's the bit I miss. Okay. And that's where 
I love it. If there's somebody, you know, I know that's going to be on there, come round. You know, it, and also it doesn't have to be a turkey. Can, I've had a curry Sorry, on I'm Christmas laughing Day. at that because it's like, doesn't have to be a turkey. <laughs> no, but again, it's the expectation yeah. of, you know, of traditions of yeah. other people. You know, you can have a Christmas dinner the day before, day after. And we also get so wrapped up in that. So when my own children, when I got divorced, my own children weren't, weren't going to be with me Christmas Day. And I remembered I was distraught with that. Hard. Yeah. It was very hard. But then it was a friend who was like, okay, so what, what would you like to gift yourself on Christmas morning? Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> and then Come it was on, like... get with it. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, a bubble bath, actually. Yeah. No, getting up Christmas morning and having a bubble bath. Yeah. And so what I did, I moved Christmas so that the weekend before was my Christmas time with my children and our friends. That's brilliant. Yeah. Doesn't have to be on the 25th of December, does it? No. So yeah. that way, it takes it away. So there's another way. Yeah. What about January, Chris? How does January oh, before hit Before we get on to January, hang on a minute. Because I'm in the fitness business, I'm always literally three months ahead. Of course. Because I'm planning my timetables. Yeah. I'm planning my... Um, you know, my, my sessions, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I usually run it in four or six week blocks. So I'm always a little bit ahead with all of that. So I almost like the time we get to a certain day, I'm almost feel like, well, I, what? That was ages ago. <laughs> sort of arrived. Um, yeah. So obviously September for me in the fitness business world and January are very busy months for fitness. So when Christmas comes along and those two weeks in between Christmas and New Year, when everybody else is relaxing, guess who's working, ramping it all up, trying to like market. I've got all these classes, New Year, New Year. So that's me doing all of that work. So I never feel like I get a proper rest. Um, so again, I've had to change that over the years as well. And before we move on to January, I did just want to bring um, into here. Um, obviously, between September and Christmas, we've got Halloween. Yes. Um, which, as far as to my knowledge, is an American tradition that we've taken on, I believe. Well, it's, it's And I won't say I understand all of it. It's a pagan celebration as well. As well. Yeah. Okay. But we know, don't we, from working in our field and we yeah. know um, victim and survivors that were... Um, ritually abused and ritual abuse can sometimes be linked to satanic abuse and we're not going there because we're not experts in this we will just want to mention it um, um but not ritual abuse doesn't have to be satanic abuse but we just know that some victim and survivors are very triggered around september october November and Christmas, that whole winter season. And 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 Easter, bank holidays. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm going to be, I don't want anyone to hear this thinking, oh, I didn't know about this and, and yeah. feel awful because we only know because of someone that's educated us. And right. I remember when yeah. we were in Manchester and um, we it was being shared and I was very honest and I said, I didn't actually realise this was going on today 
in yeah. the UK. Yes. Yeah. Not in a film yeah. or something. And yeah. it goes on in all villages, yeah. all towns, all cities across all different religions in different parts. And it's not always down to religion either. It will be a group of people. That's where it becomes ritual because yeah. they recite different rituals. Yeah. So just so want to again, make that clear. Yeah. And we're not experts in this area and we're not no. claiming to be, but we did want to just highlight that the victim and survivors of that abuse um, struggle immensely. Absolutely. Um, and so um, it is about, like all of victim and survivors, exactly how we've described, if you want to move on from some of the pain is acknowledging what's gone on for you, how you feel, and what can you do differently to make life bearable, worth living, um, I don't know what the right words are to use because I know that some people just can't do that. And I actually, since I've known that, I'm very aware of what I put out in a display. Because right. before I was ignorant, and I say ignorance in the real term as that I didn't understand, I didn't yeah. know, I didn't have the knowledge. Whereas now, if I put a display out to let someone know, like young families, that they can knock on my door, yeah. I do it. So I'm representing autumn colours. Yeah. But I'll have a lot of orange, a lot of brightness in it. Yeah. So I'm acknowledging the season yeah. and the tradition. Yeah. But I'm also acknowledging I don't want to frighten anyone or trigger anyone. Yeah, yeah. But it is really difficult, as we said, because we can get triggered by anything, anytime, anywhere. Absolutely. Um, and as I said, what triggers me doesn't trigger you and vice mm. versa. So it is a matter of trying to live your own life with balance, trying to find those joyful moments and trying not to hold on to other people's lived experiences because otherwise you're never going to be able to live your own life either. So we can be respectful of other people's yeah. lived experiences. We can hear it, we can listen, but I think for our own health and well-being, we also have to be able to get on and live our own lives to the best of our own ability and find those joyful moments. Even if someone else is finding it hard, just because I'm finding a month hard or a season hard or a particular date hard, I don't expect you, Beverly, to be miserable. That would be the last thing I would want for you. Yeah. Yeah. But that comes about um, what we always talk about, the importance of self-care. It's yes. about making sure we're in the best place. Because to be honest, I couldn't support you in any way if I wasn't in the right place myself yeah. or looking after yeah. me. You mm -hmm. know, likewise, you and I do love that analogy. And I know we've spoken about it before. But when they talk about the oxygen mask. Yeah. You know, I didn't understand that when I had children. When they said put it on yourself first before you put it on children I was like no way yeah that's selfish <laughs> yeah but actually it's not because once yeah. the oxygen mask's on and I'm breathing and I'm in a good place I can help my children I can help everybody in the plane and that's the yeah. same way when you're supporting people and that's where we talk about it coming back to choice yeah not and saying again, it's easy just before we do move on to January um I just did want to mention that there is a charity called Rains. R-E-I-N-S, that deals with supports 
victim and survivors of ritual abuse. So okay. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, and I'll put that in the comments section section as well for people. Okay. So um, because that's important that we have that support for everyone. Yeah. So moving on to January, then you go first. January. Wow. I have to say, we lose all the lights. The bit I love about December is all the the lights, the glitz, the end of Strictly. <laughs> <laughs> You and your dancing. <laughs> yeah, but see, that, I love that. The glamour, the lights, the glitz. And then January can leave you feeling like, whoa, new chapter. I like New Year's Eve. Love New Year's Eve. And I know for Do some you? people, yeah, because it's at the end of a year. gives you a chance to look back and think, wow, look what happened in this last year. Look look where I've come. Um, thinking, oh, what is it I want to bring in for the next year? But it's because the weather is so grey and I am very much affected by the grey weather. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are, aren't they? It's just it's just so dark and miserable for most people um, that it's just like you just want to hibernate. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for me, um, January um, is not the month that I least like. That's February. Because January, both my children were born in January, oh. one on the 2nd and one on the 24th. I actually really look forward yes. to January um, and it gets me through. And also it's the start of the fitness new year business. Mm. So I'm really busy. But come February, that's when I start to feel a bit, oh, winter so long. Oh, and by that time. I've walked the dog twice a day and had to wash the dog, shower her twice a day because she's got muddy feet. So, yes, no, hate February for that reason. (laughs) That's a strong word. That is a strong Um, word. Oh, okay, yeah. But I hate the showering and the muds. Can I say that? Can you not buy her a a Macintosh and, and little boots to go over her paws? time I got her in it and got her out of it the mud would be everywhere <laughs> what so about you February no actually and I'm very around Valentine's I think Valentine's isn't just about sending love to you know your other your Valentine it's about sharing love and I I, yeah. I do love um and sometimes I don't do it every year but I do it every so often and I will send um, little Valentines, hearts, etc., to different people that maybe need a little bit of extra love. Maybe they're on their own or they've been through something, just a little extra love, because that's the bit I love about Valentine. It's that chance to celebrate. And also sometimes we get a, an inkling of spring coming. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we can be lucky, can't we, and just see some of those flowers just coming up if, yeah. if it's been a bit mild. Yeah. yeah. So for me, again, what you've done is fall outside the box and it's not just, oh, you've got to be with someone, literally be with a partner um, to to celebrate Valentine's because Valentine's is very commercialised. So how can you flip it and change it from being very commercial, if that's what you dislike, to meaningful and you've already just flipped it by sharing what you've just shared and I think that's what we need to learn to do with all of those kind of 
or any of the dates that resonate with us, either for a positive reason or for a negative reason. We need to be able to just think outside the box and change things up for ourselves. Absolutely. And that's where we, we have choice. Yes. So we're, we're still able to tap in, think, OK, I don't know, what else can I do? Because there's always going to be change because, you know, in March, April, you've got Easter, you know, for yeah. some people, again, that's good, that's bad. Yeah. You've got May, you're coming to end of school years, you've got change th then. You've so, got exams, you've got stress. Ah, yeah. 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 And so that's all important. So what I like that we've been talking about this is I'm, as you know, I'm um, studying again at the moment and somebody said, don't use triggering words. And I straight away, I thought, well, you can't say that. No. Because there's there's a misnomer that there are some words that are triggering and others aren't. That's not true. Yeah, as no. we've as we've discussed today on something harmless like seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, hundred percent. But isn't it like um so just reflecting back on my own lived experiences just quickly, I think probably Christmas Day has always been the hardest day. Not for me providing a nice time for my children but before my children came along I would go up to my mother-in-law's father-in-law's house they would bend over backwards to do a lovely dinner they'd do all the shopping all the cooking they would get in my glass of champagne so I only used to drink one glass a year back then and oh, not anymore um, <laughs> and they used to buy me all these lovely presents and it wasn't until the last couple of years that I realised what was happening for me. Um, I should have been really grateful and I should have been happy and I should have just been able to go just accept what was going on. But subconsciously, I would always end up crying and I would end up in um, a state as in an anxious mess. And I used to end up angry. And none of this was a reflection of them. It was all me. It was all me and what I was missing or what I had missed out on with my caregivers, my mum, my dad as a couple. And the abuse that we'd suffered with all of the caregivers in the different households. Um, so for me, it was, again, it's like holding that mirror up, isn't it? And like having this almost perfect Christmas to actually, you should be able to um, deal with it, get on with it and enjoy it. But you, subconsciously, you're, it's all just being dragged down because of what you're experiencing subconsciously. And it yeah. wasn't until I was able to step back out of that in some of the counseling that I did at the time that I, I used to sort of like say, I just don't understand what's going on. I really don't know what's understand, understand what's going on with me. And then someone pointed it out. You're breathing and what you want to do, you want all of that with your loved ones, the people that you want around you. So it's not that I didn't want them around me, but you wanted your mum, you wanted yes. your dad, you know, yes. and you haven't got that. You've never had that. So you've got to breathe that you've got to grieve it um and it's only when I did some what I I'm not completely over it but it's like I've done a lot of work on it so now I can actually enjoy Christmas day I can actually enjoy that environment um and be thankful and grateful 
Yes, and and so first of all, what I'm hearing is you've actually been able to find the words to express it too. And as we yes. spoke before, that is so important, whether we verbalize it, whether we write it, whether we do it through art or so finding the words to express it and acknowledge is a huge step, isn't it? It is because they fought and told me on several occasions that I was ungrateful, uh, an ungrateful person, not a nice person because of the way that I behaved. But it wasn't a behavior that I wanted to to show consciously, it was all subconscious. And yeah. I didn't, as you said, didn't know how to express it. And when I was able to express it, and it wasn't Christmas, it was in a summertime sometime, I went back to my mother-in-law's and I sat her down and I explained what it was, what was going on. And she understood. Um, and we sort of like made the peace. Yeah, yeah, which is huge. And then as you said, um, then you're able to look at it in a different way yeah. and choose what's right for you. Yeah. And for, you know, for so many years, Christmas, that's how we spent Christmas. It was always at their house. And again, this is no disrespect to them, but it's just like you evolve and you learn. Yeah. I'm like, no, I want to spend it in my own home. Where's this expectation come from that it has to be that way? I want it this way. And it took, it felt like there was a tussle going on for a little while because I wanted to do things differently. Yeah. Yes. And eventually it was accepted. We, we, what we, what we did, I don't want to keep going on about my own stuff, but no, we it's come important. to sort of like, we come to a compromise where we did Christmas morning here and then we would go up there's um, and then, you know, everybody's happy because I was happy when I was with them um, and then I could come away when I needed to because if I'm anywhere for long periods of time I feel trapped yes and then I start getting angry and anxious um, that's no one's fault that's how I feel so I'm now right I'm going to be with you for this time and then I'm going to leave yeah all right and it's all acceptable now but you have to sort of like work through it yeah. you have to sort of like when you've got relationships going on with different people it's, and there's these expectations you there has to be a time when you go actually this ain't working for me anymore this is what I want it to look like let me have that and then maybe next time or next year whatever you're talking about um maybe we can compromise and come to some kind of arrangement where everybody's happy yeah. but it takes time and and it and, and it and can ruffle feathers and it can get yes. emotional so that's me Beverly what about you what is the most trickiest part of your year for you I know we've touched on things but yeah I went really deep there yeah <laughs> you, you did something similar um I think to be honest I'm actually for the first time in a long time looking forward to Christmas this year I've moved I'm in a I'm in a really good environment recently married um I'm I'm right near the sea I know you're so lucky so to me the sea isn't just about the summer the sea is yeah so for me to be able to go for a walk on Christmas day on the beach now that's not so I've never done that because even when I was an hour away I'd sometimes 
do that or I would do voluntary work I remember waking up and I over the years I've woken up on quite a few Christmas mornings on my own right and one of the times I'm I years and years ago when it came to changing it I remember coming up to Christmas thinking do you know what this Christmas I'm not going to wake up in the morning on my own what I'm going to do is have purpose yes and so what I did I changed it and I did volunteering yeah and I remember that um, one of the years I volunteered in a dementia home and you have to think about this beforehand so if you're thinking that you'd like to do something like volunteering you need to be thinking about that now because you need to make sure your DBS is in place and um, they're always looking for volunteers but it meant then that morning when I got up I had a bath happy Christmas to myself said, sent the messages but I had something that was going forward to and to walk into that um, dementia home and sit with people that sometimes had family sometimes they didn't no judgment for whatever reason but then to hear their stories because they were excited and sometimes you know because it's dementia they'd be talking about when they were younger etc yeah. and just being with them you know and and having lunch before going to a friend's and as I drove away and I was going up the hill, it was at Ide Hill, it'd been raining and suddenly this big rainbow came out in the sky. And, and I thought, yeah, that to me is what Christmas is about. And it, it really made me happy. And then I went on to my friends and I had a great meal. So this year for me, you know, because I've been able to come through all that and, you know, talk about Christmas, what I like, this year, I am looking forward to it. Do you know what I mean? Having, yeah. our first, having our first Christmas as Mr and Mrs, um, creating our own space, and I don't yeah. know how that looked. We need to all talk about that, all have an input into it. Yeah. And take it from there. Yeah. yeah and sounds good. I'll be having a glass of bubbly, I know that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> right, well, Chris, we've only run our 30 minutes. Uh, as always. <laughs> so, your last thought for the day. Um, yeah, just do you. Whatever that looks like. And if you're not happy, change things up. Be happy, do you. Okay, so my thought, I'm going to refer back to New Year's Eve. Because New Year's Eve can be quite tricky for people. Mm-hmm. So if someone's looking to change, and I don't do resolutions because I think resolutions, they just get broken and it's high expectations. Yeah. I just think, what do I want in for, bring, for next year? What do I want to bring in for next year? So if here's a thought for someone. If you have particular times in the year that you really find triggering, how about buying yourself a book and writing down what you'd like to bring into your life next year? Small things and large things. But what can you do on the days that you're not looking forward to doing something for you? And just write it down, free space. And yeah. then you don't have to keep thinking about it. Then you can open up, oh, yeah. And then you've got a starting point. Yeah, I think bearing that in mind for next year, that's what I'm going to do. Those dates in my calendar that aren't yeah. so great to plan something to do that I enjoy doing on those dates to change the narrative about that day, about yeah. that day, whatever that day and date is. I'm going to do that this year, yeah. next year. Yeah. And I'm going to continue. I mean, we'd actually like to go back to the hotel that we went to, but enjoy doing those childlike things. Yeah. And laughing and 
even playing darts. And I won in the end. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> did they all go in the dartboard? <laughs> they did. I won a certificate. How and how childlike is that? I was so proud to get that certificate. <laughs> You're laughing. But when me and Phil took the kids to Butlins a few years ago, we entered archery. And we both were quite, you've never done archery before in our lives. We were quite competitive. And we both come out with, I won the women's, he won the men's. And we got our certificates there. And we're like, ooh. See, so we can yeah. laugh about things. And that's we what's can. important. Yeah. But, well, it is time to say goodbye. But, um, as we always say, thank you to everyone that's listening. And if you've got any questions or anything you'd like to share, please contact us. For anyone looking for support for um, ritual abuse, etc., we'll put that in the comments for you. And we look forward to recording next week's session. We do indeed. Thank you for joining us, everybody. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye for yeah. now. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.